everybody. Happy Halloween and welcome to the Knights of the Roll Table Halloween special. We are thrilled. We're thrilled to have you join us. We have this is going to be a completely one off episode in a totally different format using actually different rules. So let's start with Well, let's uh, let's start by briefly introducing our cast and then in a moment they'll introduce our their characters performing today is matt messerman hello jen crespo hey jeff frank well hi everybody and rejoining the podcast the great alex Dada. <laughs> hi and assisting me with the dm hosting duties today we have the great chris daly good evening oh now my great doesn't feel as great <laughs> This episode is being happening modern day with teenagers. They don't know magic spells. They're not carrying magic weapons. Nobody has like nunchucks to my knowledge or anything like that. Um, But Zach, friendship. Friendship (laughs) is magic. Only the the power of love. So let's go over just kind of like the pared down rules we're working with today first of all instead everybody has only a pair what would be called in the in the rpg game 2d6 which normal humans would just call a pair of dice a regular pair of cube dice so whenever there's a roll it's going to be two dice ranging from two through twelve with like you know the average is going to be in a bell curve so it's much more likely you're going to roll six seven eight than if you were going to get a two or a 12 and in terms tell us of more about the statistics of random numbers oh i can go that. on i can go on for a long time jeff if we want to just really dive into that Could um, you not? and uh as, short, as far as stats for everybody uh i basically gave the list of D skills with a couple taken out that i didn't think were going to be particularly relevant and then we said everybody you have negative one to every one of those skills but you have 12 points to add into that so all they've got to work with is just those skills and so whatever the only rolling that's going to happen is going to be one of those skills that we picked and um, adding whatever they roll on a pair of dice what else i allowed everybody to have one kind of random item a random a regular teenager wouldn't be carrying around with them as long as they could explain why their particular teenager had that in this situation And that's about it. So let's go back through the four players and have you describe your characters that you're going to be playing today. Let's start with Jen playing Rebecca. So Rebecca um, is uh, a member of the theater club at Valley Mountain High. And uh, she's recently been cast as the understudy for Ava Perone in the high school or production of Evita which is, of course, her dream role, but she is understudying to the other student that actually received the role. Um, She has brown hair that she normally pulls back in uh, a braid and uh, wears uh, a lot of black, like uh, black turtlenecks with jeans because it is, you know, she has to be able to mold herself into whatever the situation calls for. Nice, nice. And let's go to Alex. Tell us about your character. My character is Courtney Callahan, or Cece. 
as she goes by. She's a shy, studious girl, spends a lot of her time reading. And in the library, she is a former Girl Scout. Um, Not super popular with everybody, but, you know, she's still friendly and she tries to be. Uh, She is blonde and usually dresses like kind of kind of like more old fashioned than you would expect from a high schooler, like very like pearls and like pastels, I guess. So (laughs) that's like her style. And that's yeah, that's CC. And let's go to Matt. All right. I am playing Douglas Drofsberg, but he just goes by drag to everyone. He's like your uh, typical nerd, right? Into comics and sci-fi and video games and, you know, computers, all that stuff. The stuff that back in my day would have had you very much picked on him these days is just pop culture. Um, He's a tall, gangly looking guy. Uh, He's got light brown hair, usually keeps it up in like a bun. And uh, he's got black, black glasses. Pretty chill guy. And then let's go to Jeff. This is your boy, Brayden. Um, uh-huh. I'm on the football team. Uh, I'm a really cool dude. I have a letterman's jacket going into my senior year. Uh, I get to drive my dad's Camaro um, when it's my weekend to see him. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty awesome. Uh, looking to hang out with the boys, play some Call of Duty, uh, and uh, go to this really cool party. So, pretty pumped. We're actually going to start the morning of Halloween. It's Saturday morning. And we're going to join Cece and Rebecca, who both volunteer at the Shady Glen Retirement Home. And so, you arrive for your shift. And it's pretty empty. Usually there's like at least five volunteers, but it seems like only the two of you have shown up for your shift. Maybe everybody ditched out because it's Halloween. And um, Darlene, the volunteer coordinator, is there and uh, she has many tasks. So listen, girls, I know that you guys have been kind of goofing around here, but this is everybody called out today. And it's really busting my back. All right. So I'm the senior here. Okay. I'm the one in charge. So because uh, Eustace is not here. So I'm the one that you have to answer to if you have any questions. So by the way, both of you know that Darlene was a volunteer like six months ago. And she like just graduated. And she has like, she does this as a part-time job. And so like... She she feels very, very important, but you know that like mm-hmm. she, she's six mm-hmm. months ahead of where you're at. <laughs> I'm on the payroll, all right, is what I'm saying. So just make sure that whatever you do, just log it inside of the logbook so that we keep track of what everybody said, what everybody had, you know, what popsicles or jello they had or whatever. Darlene, my mind is just... a steel trap, okay? I will remember every detail. No detail is too okay. small. Okay, well, do whatever you need to do. I am a sponge. Got it. Um, I brought some candy from home. It's soft, so it'll be easy to eat. Do you think maybe we could hand that out instead of popsicles this time? <sighs> Cece, I mean, your heart is in such a good place, but you need to remember that some of these people's teeth are like totally from Amazon, okay? Like they're, they don't actually have real tea. I okay. would say Mr. Johansson, you could probably give it um, some Werther's to him. 
but like everybody else, okay. it needs to be like soft and chewy or like instantly dissolvable. Okay. Thanks for the information. No problem, dear. So then she hands you a list of tasks to do and it is like super long and very tedious because there's no volunteers there and it's like deliver this food give this person their medication give this other person their medication water the lawn put you know water the plant in mrs withers room it's just like a whole bunch of tedious stuff and guys i mean i need you guys to be on the really the front lines i'm gonna be at the desk uh, just in case anybody has any calls or like in trying to get some other people to come in and I also need to keep an eye on my talk because, um, you know, I'm blowing up a little bit. I got some new, new short videos and I got to make, make sure that they're maintained. Fine. Thank, thank you, Darlene. No problem. Cece, do you want to divvy these up and uh, separate so maybe we can get through them early? And Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I mean, whatever we do, I'll just give 110%. It's really your call. Are you implying that I give less than 110%? Because I am... I'm here. Okay. This is all part of my process. No, no, I wasn't implying that, Rebecca. I just meant that I'll be happy. I just feel like you're not taking me seriously right now. No, I I thought you were really good. Oh, Oh, one second. That's on later. Your shift starts at about 9 a.m. and you're on until 12 noon. Um, And so both of you set off accomplishing tasks and you work your way through it and you both end up in the room of uh, Mrs. Hinkle. Uh, Mrs. Hinkle is an elderly woman who's taken a special liking to uh, Cece especially. Rebecca, you really love hanging around her though because you know she used to work in the television business. She tells all sorts of stories. Sometimes they're really weird stories but they're kind of about this old television show that her husband used to host back in the 50s and she's kind of interesting to absorb information from. She's very, very elderly and really in in physical decline. Some days she just like can't even move. Some days she has a lot more energy. And this is one of her good days. So she's in bed, but sitting up and like able to kind of converse and chat with the two of you. She says, oh, it's so good to see the two of you. What do you have planned for? Tell me about your Halloween plans. Well, <laughs> happy Halloween, Mrs. Hinkle. Um, I don't know. I usually just stay in for Halloween and hand out candy at my um grandparents' house. But I, you know, sometimes I wish that I could maybe go out or something. I mean, I mean, there there is, I guess, a party and it might be a good networking opportunity. There's a party. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you know, Braden, he's like (laughs) one of the linebackers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. He um, copies off my notes usually in biology. He thinks I don't notice, but it's very obvious. Yeah, well, you know, when I was working on uh, my form for Damn Yankees, because I was in the ensemble of that last summer when I worked at the JCC, he helped me with some of my form. And we've actually talked on occasion. And he mentioned that there is going to be a Halloween party tonight. So, you know, I guess I'm going to go. I mean, I I guess if you want to come, it'd be fine. I'd love to go. I mean, I've never even like they said been to a party before so i think it'll be a really cool experience and miss hinkle says oh isn't that nice that reminds me of the grandest parties my dear august used to throw rap parties 
after the episodes would end and we'd celebrate into the night, the crew would be there and the guests would stay and the ghosts and the fairies would just enjoy the evening late into the night, eating the grandest things and having a good time. I do miss those days. Miss Miss Hinkle, you mentioned Ghosts and Fairies. Was this like Summer Shakespeare or? Oh, haven't I told you, dear? My dear August was the host of Hinkle's Haunted House. There were all manner of horrors and spooks. He would play movies and introduce the grandest items that he would discover. It was just a joyous time. Kind of a niche market there. But I guess that's cool. I mean, work is work. <laughs> well, it got very big there towards the end, but I'm sure your shift is over soon. I, I don't want to keep you longer. Oh, well, we always love talking to you. And what a cool show that your husband was on. My grandparents like to watch Elvira sometimes, but in my opinion, I think she dresses a little risque. <laughs> my dear, Elvira was a hack. She was nothing compared to Hinkle's haunted house. Anyway, before you go, I... And she puts her hands up to around her neck. She's wearing on like a thin silver chain, an ornate iron key. And she takes that from around her neck. She kind of holds it out to you and says, I'm dreadfully sorry to ask this of you. It would be a tremendous relief to me if you would consider before the party uh, going by the house to take care of the cat. I would be eternally grateful. Oh, of course. I mean, even cats deserve to have a happy Halloween, right? Miss Sinkle, how do you have a cat if you're living here? Oh, well, it's there at the house, and it just needs checking in on from time to time. I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, okay. So she hands out that key to you. You're saying to you, I'm assuming that's going to CC? Yes, you see. Sending out to both of you, probably CC, yeah. <laughs> so, you have acquired ornate iron key. <laughs> uh is going to take the key and put it in her pocket. And she, you do that, you tuck that away, and uh, Mrs. Hinkle is already asleep. She's, that was, that was her energy level, and she's kind of resting peacefully there, and it looks, it's about 12 o'clock, it's about time for your shift to end. Well, guess we should head out, and, um, do you want to come with me to check on the cat? Um, sure. I bet there's a lot of cool, like, old stuff at Miss Hinkle's old house, right? I mean, there's got to be stuff from the old show. God, I wonder if I could find some old sides. Maybe I find my next monologue there. Okay, great. We go to there. <laughs> Later that night, you've met up with Drag and Brayden in uh, Brayden's dad's Camaro. And you're headed to this. Do we get to be in Halloween costumes? You do. We'll go to that in just a second. So you're headed out to this party together, but uh, Cece and Rebecca 
neither of you had access to a car at the moment, so you've kind of like asked Brayden to uh, stop by and take care of this errand before you head out to the party. Let's go back through everybody. You are headed to a costume party, so we'll have everybody describe how you're dressed, what you have with you. We'll start with uh, we'll start with Brayden. Jeff. Uh, yeah, Brayden's going to be wearing just kind of like a very minimal uh, alteration of himself. Like he still has his Leatherman jacket on and like regular jeans and stuff but like um letterman jacket because leatherman is a tool (laughs) he has both he has his letterman and his leatherman ready to go as always it's got Uh, like it's like a sponsorship patch yeah exactly um and he's got like uh, a little bit of like makeup on in his eyes and like a little red uh like mark on his lips and he's got like a vampire teeth in so it's like a very minimal vampire like, jock. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> it's a vampire. Now I'm a vampire. Like, cool. <laughs> Let's go. All right. And Matt, describe how's drag looking. Drag is kind of looks just like himself, except instead of his normal like flannel and ripped jeans look, he's got like a distressed blue button up shirt and cargo pants. And he's he looks a little dirty, like he's been out in the wilderness for a while. And he's he's holding a. Uh, a small sledgehammer, a single hand. For those of you who know hammers, it's a single jack. Uh, and he's, he's holding on to that. Uh, no one will know this, but he is dressed as the character Isherwood Williams, a.k.a. Ish, from the book Earth Abides. Because he is. I imagine they ask him about <laughs> that. So, like, how does that conversation go when they're like... Are you, like, a zombie or something? <laughs> you like a zombie? No, man, I'm Ish from Earth Abides. I told you this. I don't know what that is. Is that a Netflix show? It's like the best book. It should be a show. It would be it, really good as a show, actually. But this, no, it's just a book. Is this one of these manga things? Because like, no man, it's, it's like a bit the, weird. No man, it's like the first post-apocalyptic book. It's really good. Oh, okay. He's got this hammer, and it like becomes like a symbol. Uh, you gotta read it. Does it have like comic pictures in it? Is like a graphic <laughs> novel or what? No man, it's just words on pages. How do you know what he looks like? You're kind of taking a lot of bleeps here, I think. Well, I mean, if you go on, if you go online, you can find lots of like characterizations of him and people like that have looked. But also if you read the book and uh, that goes on for a while. So let's go to uh, Rebecca. What is she wearing? So she is naturally uh, dressed as the Liza Minnelli version of Sally Bowles from the 1972 Bob Fosse directed hit film Cabaret which I'm sure you all are familiar with. She wears a hat. So it's basically yeah. that cabaret with the the short black bob and the, the hat and basically like a low back leotard. Oh, okay, cool. Boots cool, shirts. you're like a flapper or something, like 1920s. It's cool. Brayden just gets everyone's <laughs> costume wrong. <laughs> and what is Cece dressed as? I'm not, I'm not even going to dignify that assessment with a response. Liza Minnelli is royalty. <laughs> Brayden doesn't know culture, man. Cece is dressed as Ariel from The Little Mermaid, specifically when she's in her like pink <laughs> dress. Mm. So she, Cece actually made it. Herself. <laughs> so she has a little dingle hopper with her, or for those of you who don't know, a fork. <laughs> and uh, she's got like a little red wig and everything. So she definitely went all out for this costume. Uh, that's that's a great Ariel cosplay, man. So much. Thanks. That's cool. You're like uh, Rapunzel. No, it's, it's not really close, Brayden. 
the, the Rapunzel. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let me see your red hair. Rapunzel has <laughs> blonde hair. The redhead is Ariel. Yeah. The only one who wears a pink dress is Aurora, and that's not her. This is clearly Ariel, man. Come on. Ariel from Finding Nemo? Oh, man. So are we going to go? Because I have to be home by 10, okay? I'm not allowed to stay out late. Oh, I mean, the party's just going to get started at 10. I mean, we won't be a little later than 10. I mean, we're talking to this is like fraternity and sorority party, okay? Oh. Like, we got to be cool. Wait, are yeah. we hanging out with college kids? Yes. Oh. This is an exclusive invite, okay? I are told you. Are ask us about drugs? Because I've read about them, but I don't know what their effect would be on me. So, like... I might like don't worry cc i'll take care of you okay yeah i'm not ready for my judy garland binge okay it's way too early in my career to be going down the path of drugs all right i need at least a couple hit films under my belt guys just don't worry they're cool they're it's gonna be cool all right when how often does uh does halloween fall on a saturday i mean once in like 20 years right yeah, it's so nice that we're able to go to a party tonight. We should do that. I know. Gosh, 2020, <laughs> the year of parties and gatherings. <laughs> All right, settle down. It's an alternate universe. <laughs> Here so we you go. Have, <laughs> do you have pulled Zach, up? I'm depressed. <laughs> it's going to be fine. So you have pulled up to this address that you have for Mrs. Hinkle's home. And it is very spooky looking it is like up on a hill behind a black wrought iron gate it's like a two-story very like old rickety looking sort of mansion with like grass and plants all around that are super overgrown it looks like nobody has lived here since about 1960 very old and actually drag you recognize this place as the old Hinkle house. And there's definitely like everybody, everybody kind of like in the neighborhood knows it as like the haunted house, the old Hinkle estate. And you, you know, you kind of know the story of like, oh, there used to be this like spooky show. The guy who lived here, he used to be in this like spooky show where he'd like introduce movies and he'd have like stories there'd be like these kind of like cheap silly 1950s segments where he'd like introduce an object if the if the movie was the wolfman he'd be like oh here's the wolfman's claw and let me tell you this story of how i acquired this item and apparently it got pretty big for a while and it was like nationally syndicated for a little bit but then it just like stopped suddenly there was like some some weirdness or some accidents or something and then it like went away and the place looks like like nothing has happened there since then. Yeah, man, and I used to watch the show on syndication on on USA. It was a it was a good show. Like you guys haven't ever seen Hinkle's Haunted House? No, man, that sounds super boring. Are you sure this is the right place? I mean, this like a movie set thing, Cece? No, I I'm sure this is her house. She lives at the home, so I suppose someone hasn't been around to take care of it. I wish I would have known. I would have helped her out. I got my badge in restoring houses uh, when I was 13. <laughs> wow, that's a badge they give to children? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Girl Scouts, wow. we have to be prepared for everything, right? I have, you know... That's the motto, right? Be prepared. Be yeah. prepared. All right, well, let's get in here and get this yes, cat that's fed. That's the motto of Girl Scouts. Good job. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you're able to pull up to the driveway and get kind of uh, relatively near, like the gates open um, to drive up to. And sure enough, like this in this old, like rickety place that looks fairly dark, you don't see any lights turned on or anything, but there's a cat. There's a black cat just like sitting out on the porch, just sort of like chilling and, and looking at you. Well, I think the cat's fine. Why don't we get back out, back in the car and get going? Oh, come on, Braden. What are you scared? We got to check it out, man. It's Halloween on a Saturday and we're at a legitimate haunted house. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not scared. I mean, <laughs> come on. Hey, hey, kitty. Hey, kitty, man. Come here. And he does that like thing. <laughs> so as you go up to it and kind of gesture towards it, it kind of just like casually like gets up and it actually hops through a broken window into the house. Oh, that was dangerous, man. I hope he's okay. We should go in and check. <sighs> I mean, it's been living here for years, so it's probably fine. We've got the key. We can go inside. Yeah. And we should make sure that, you know, he has food and water and stuff. Maybe they have a liquor cabinet here, and we oh. could swipe a couple bottles. That'll really buy us some uh, some cred when we show up. <gasps> Maybe I'll find my monologue. I want to see where August Hinkle used to do his intros for the movies. Okay, just be careful, guys. I mean, this isn't our stuff, remember? She didn't tell us to come in and raid her house. We're supposed to just check on our cat and go. I'm just going to take a photo, okay? I obviously would never tamper with her personal belongings. But, like, come on, this is kind of cool, right? Cece um, takes out the key from, like, her little breast pocket and unlocks the door. So that key does fit in the front door, and it turns, and it, it does very classic old door like so that door creaks open and uh you can kind of see into this house and you can kind of see a staircase through there and some woodworking things and actually you see the cat sitting on the stairs a little bit a little bit into the house here kitty it's okay did she like say the name of the kitty man i don't think she told us maybe if i get close enough i could read its collar so cc kind of like crouches down to get on the cat's level and uh, holds out her hand. So you walk in up to the cat and then the rest of you kind of like file in behind her, presumably. And like, as Cece, you're about to get to the cat. The last person walks in the door and you hear the door like slam closed. And then all of you turn around to look at the slamming door and there's no door there. And there's no windows on the wall. It's just like a blank wallpapered wall. And there's no visible way out. You all don't see that too, right? Uh, I mean, I see a wall where there was a door. And I mean, that's got to be, that's got to be like a, maybe a scrim or something that came down. Like, Braden's going to run up and uh, kind of move the wall or like try and uh, look around and, and tap on it and, and- pound on it and see if there's any where that the door went. Brayden, can you line back it or something? <laughs> you can use my hammer, man. Brayden, as you go up and, and line back it, um, <laughs> you, you don't see it does. You don't see any door. You don't feel anything through it. It feels like a solid wall, but actually the like lighting in that there's no like visible light on anywhere in the house, but there is kind of like a dim light and it actually it dims further and it gets dark. And a projection from like somewhere up the stairs actually projects an image onto this wall where Brayden is and where the door should be. And 
what you're looking at is like black and white clips and you see a man in his maybe 30s or 40s with like big bushy eyebrows and kind of creepy features and he says welcome to hinkle's haunted house <laughs> awesome. it's maybe like a like a trailer reel or something like this because it what it does is like shifts to it looks like maybe that was part of the intro section and then it like plays some like clips of various episodes so the first one it goes to is you see that same guy who's presumably hinkle and he is sitting in chairs with um it looks like a stunt person and behind that stunt person are some stills of various movie monsters and he's gesturing to a picture of like a creature of the black lagoon type monster and talking to this stunt person what thoughts go through your mind when you're inside the creature waiting for your cue to rise up from the deep well uh, i i really just rely on my team is really what it's all about i mean it's all about safety and triple check and everything fascinating fascinating and then it goes to another clip and it's the same guy hinkle and he's sitting at a little table with it looks like somebody who's pretty clearly like a psychic or a fortune teller kind of thing laying out cards on the table. And Hinkle says, is it spirits from the beyond that grant you these extraordinary powers to read minds? I am always in touch with people from the other side. It is something that has been in my family for generations. And then it cuts to another clip, and uh, this is Hinkle again. He's with a makeup artist, and the makeup artist, it looks like he's wearing like a wolfman mask, and the makeup artist is uh, removing it by dabbing acetone, using like a brush to dab acetone along the seams and start to peel off the different pieces from his face. Hinkle says, your work is so good that when I look in the mirror, I almost believe I have truly transformed into this fiendish creature. Well, by the time I'm done with you, honey, you are going to be transformed. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> and then it goes to another clip. And this is just Hinkle on his own. And he has this like little leather satchel. He's speaking to the camera. He's speaking to the audience and says, I have a very important question for you. Do you believe in fairies? And he opens this leather satchel. And you're expecting, like, watching the quality of these other clips and seeing just sort of like 1950s kind of effects, you're expecting maybe things to come out of this bag that are, like, on, like, visible wires or maybe some kind of lighting effect or at best, like maybe animation, like a Tinkerbell kind of effect. But what flies out of this leather pouch, even in black and white, looks very real. And there are these like small, quick, lighted up creatures. Like you can't see them clearly. 10 or 12, or you don't even know how many of these creatures fly out of this little leather sack and fly all around him and like... The lighting effect looks really real because they're like casting shadows and they're casting lights in a way that would be really hard to fake and going around him. And he says, don't be alarmed. These are my friends. It's all perfectly safe and a normal part of Hinkle's haunt. Ow! He like smacks at his neck as if he got bit by a mosquito. And the, the clip ends right there. Huh. I don't remember that episode, man. And the the projector turns off and it goes dark and the lights, the kind of like weird 
anonymous lighting comes back up a little bit. Nice. I don't know what is going on, but I do not like it, and we need to leave immediately. Hey, uh, Braden, man, I got this hammer if you want to try to break through the wall. All right, give me that hammer, because I'm getting out of here. Can we avoid property damage and try to respect the integrity of the artist here? I mean, obviously, something has been put in place here. This is an experience. Obviously, yeah, some of those special effects were better than I would have anticipated, but also, like, as we've seen from a lot of productions, sometimes practical effects are better than digital anyways. Oh, for sure. So maybe before you start bashing through things, let's just take a moment, see if there's maybe some casters under the wall or something like that. Can we go ahead and search around the whole door wall area and see if, in fact, it is on casters or anything like that? Yeah, roll perception. Six. Six, slightly below average. Two. Okay, very below average. <laughs> so Drag has a look around, and, and yeah, like you kind of like examine this wall and look all around it and continue to sort of like feel around and look for spots, and it seems like a very solid wall. There's not really any seams in it or, or anything. Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't see anything that like... He might. There may be some fly rails installed. Let's just go have a look around, okay? All right, just... but if we can't find anything, we're breaking the wall, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a last resort. Cool. Or we could look for a side door or a back door. I mean, someone just might be messing with us. Projectors don't turn on by themselves. Could be on a timer. So kind of looking around, um, there's this staircase, this kind of grand staircase that is off slightly to the right up along a wall from where the front door was. Um, and it goes up to, like, you can see a railing. It looks like there's a big door at the top of the stair and maybe hallways that go off to the sides from there. And the kind of a railing that you can look up and see, that's how you can see the door to the left of that on like the hardwood floor. It looks like the floorboards are kind of broken and splintered a little bit. There's some rooms on the first floor. You don't see anything particularly, uh, you don't see like any windows or anything through those rooms uh you can't see the cat right now but it seems to have gone upstairs i'd like to go take a look at some of those first floor rooms yeah so you spend some time kind of like walking around there and there's sort of a, a kitchen uh but it doesn't really have anything edible in it some empty bottles some very moldy remnants all of them are empty <laughs> well do you want to roll investigation on all the bottles being empty yes roll investigation Ooh, 10. All right. You size up these bottles. Brayden is very adept at sizing up bottles. Most of them are empty. A lot of them, like you can tell, like there was something in this, but it's just evaporated over years and years and years. But you do find one wine bottle that still has the cork in and looks like looks like it's full. Ugh, wine. Don't know if it would be good or anything. It wasn't like stored properly upside down or anything. All right. Well, I'll put it in my... Le Leatherman coat. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, CC man. Did Mrs. Uh, Hinkle? Did she like tell you where the cat food was? Oh, she she really didn't tell us much. She just had to check on the cat. I'm sorry. I wouldn't have brought you all in here if I knew this was gonna happen. Oh no, this is cool. So you check around. You don't find anything other than kind of like very old, deteriorated stuff. There's like kind of like a sitting room off to the other side curiously like there's a room with a fireplace and more kind of like furniture but like no windows or no doors on any any of these rooms on the lower floor that you look at this is just turning into one big fire hazard so i guess we're going up well we gotta find a way out of here yeah 
Let's go up, man. Let's go. Let's go up. Does anybody have a flashlight or a, a something we can illuminate with? I I mean, my phone. All right. Everybody put your phones on the on the flashlight mode. Oh, I have a flip phone. <laughs> CC. Seriously? Well, oh, it's retro. It's cool. I don't really need much. Not even an iPhone 8? No, I just don't really need much else. I don't like to use the internet because I just like to read instead. Hey, man, you do you. <laughs> Thanks, Okay, Greg. let's go upstairs. So you're, you three of you light up your phone flashlights and head up the stairs. While, while we're doing that, Braden's going to turn on the selfie mode cam and be like, oh, guys, I'm going up. I don't know what's going to be up here. This is like a crazy house. Like he's narrating a vlog. Braden, are you live <laughs> right now? Up. I don't have enough bars, but I'm going to put this up later. <laughs> it's on Facebook Live. Yeah. yeah, so I assume we have no reception. Yeah, when you check your phone, you see there's definitely no Wi-Fi here. You don't have any bars of cell phone coverage. In fact, it would seem that this entire house is a dead zone. But I can still record locally, right, on my on my phone? Yeah. yeah that's okay, good, good. Then, yeah. Like, we shouldn't be scared, though. I mean, he probably just has, like, a Faraday cage built into the walls. It's probably not a big deal. He's keeping Faraday's in here? Not Faraday's, like, a scientist, dude. Oh. What? He's keeping a scientist in here? No, he, like, you know what? He has a no-internet cage, man. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is messed up now. So you head up these stairs, and at the top of the stairs, you get a good look at this door. It is, um... Kind of big and grand. It's actually, there. there's double doors at the top of this staircase. And across the two of them, across the seam, there's four separate locks lined up top to bottom. Sorry, what kind of lock? It's like a latch across the door, like a like a bar. It's a Winston Hinkle 72. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's like a key lock, a combo lock, or? There's no combination. There's not even a keyhole. There's just these, like, four different kind of, like, bars that would prevent you from opening the doors also like so you can see now that you're upstairs you can see off to the sides down these two hallways each of the hallways also has two doors so there's four doors total two on either side of this big big door uh four latches four doors i guess we should uh split up that's a terrible idea now cc stick with me we'll like uh, we'll hang out together man okay i just really don't think we should all go alone I am definitely not up for going alone. I mean, this air is going to already wreak havoc on my vocal cords. This place has obviously not been dusted in a very long time. Okay, well, Drag and I will go through one, and maybe you and Braden can go through the other. Fine. If it'll if it'll get it done faster, great. Before we do that, Drag will say, "Why don't we like check the latches first, though, man? Can and then I'll, I'll try to open a latch. Let's say the top one." So you try to mess with it a little bit. Uh, did I give you a skill that would be good for that? Sleight of hand, Sleight maybe? Of hand, or yeah. investigation, either? Roll either. Uh, I'll do investigation. Okay. That would be a nine. Um, yeah. So you have a look at it, and you know a little bit about latches and locks and stuff, and it's very weird looking. It definitely looks really, really solid. And the fact that like you can't even see what you would do to open this thing is very strange. It's not like, oh, there's a clasp or, or like... You know, you'd put a key in here, you'd punch in a code. It's just like a lock. Yeah, the release has got to be like, maybe they're in the rooms, like you said, man. Uh, I don't even want to hit them with the hammer just in case it breaks them. We get stuck. So, yeah, let's go check out the rooms. Come on, Cece. Okay. We split the party. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So where are you going, like, between the two doors on the right and two doors on the left? We'll take the, the left hallway 
and we'll take the first door on the left that we would come to. Yeah, sounds good. So that's Cece and Drag, and so then the other two, Rebecca and Brayden, where are you going? We'll do the, I guess, the first door on the right then, if they're doing the first one on the left. All right, so you both, like, check these doors, and they are both unlocked, and you open them both. They also creak open spookily, and step in, and uh, you're all in the same room. The two of you walk into two different doors, and then you see the other two there with you. And the room that you're in, it looks like like a makeup studio. And you actually see that same person from the video, the makeup artist, is in this room. And the room has four walls, and there's three makeup chairs in it, in front of like a big mirror that has like lights lining it. Oh, come on in, you guys. Come on in. Uh, I need everybody to take a seat right now. Uh, you, you don't want to be late for your call. What? What do you mean? Go ahead. Take a seat. Take a seat in front of one of the in front of one of the mirrors. The makeup artist actually looks at you, Rebecca, because you have your your item was a makeup kit. Notices <gasps> that. Oh, you must you must be my assistant for the night. Good thing. Uh, but, I'm glad you're here. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess I'm always up for an opportunity. Hi, I'm Rebecca Goff. Oh, nice to meet you. Um, yeah, it's nice to have somebody that also knows what they're doing. Okay, you three, sit down, sit down now. Come on, we don't have a lot of time. I'll sit. Um, okay. I'm just gonna look at all of them, kind of like helpless, like what the heck is going on? Drag, I swear, if you spiked my monster energy drink, I'm gonna be very upset. This is not cool. Man, and when would I energy. even had a chance to do that? You were my driver, man. Oh, all right. Okay, yeah, just come on, come on in, sit down. Uh, careful, don't spill the acetone. If we we lose that we're never gonna get this makeup off oh. all right now um oh aren't you sweet i love your dress oh, that's so thank nice you. it's it's like a princess thing it's so great hey listen um what kind of monster do you want to be in the background uh a monster yeah are you more of a vampire more of a werewolf i can do anything honey i'm trained um we got a maybe a bright frankenstein thing or, uh, i mean what, what what's what's your fancy Oh, I think a vampire might be cool. I mean, I always loved reading Perfect. about Elizabeth Bathory and Vlad the Impaler, so... Oh, great. Uh, I haven't read the new Esquire, but I, I can't oh, wait. Uh, okay. uh, and then she goes over to uh, she goes over to Drag and says, how about you, honey? What what kind of... Um, I got maybe like a um, zombie kind of thing, or, you know, I also got like a spaceman. Oh, a spaceman. I want to be a spaceman. Oh, sure. How about an alien? Yeah, let's do that. All right. And then, okay, and then how about you? Oh, you got some muscles. Maybe something big and imposing. How about a werewolf? Werewolf, got it. And then she pulls out a a, a big, kind of one of those like big foundation brushes, like like just a big poofy brushes. And just with one brush, she just kind of like poofs, you know, almost like a wand flick. She, she poofs CC on the face and then kind of CC suddenly turns into a vampire. Just poof, just looks like a vampire. She's all vamped out. Whoa. That then, is not a process poofs, I have ever seen before. And then she poofs drag on the face, and then he turns into a cratery alien. And then she poofs Brayden, and he turns into a werewolf. Look, just looks like a werewolf. Like, I mean, you didn't even put on a primer. I mean, <laughs> we have to work. We have to work fast. This is union. You know? 
I mean, I was going to give you a hard time for using acetone because that's terrible for your skin. I mean, at least just use like some isopropyl alcohol or something. But like, no, no, the acetone's very important. <sighs> oh my God, you are amazing. So, Rebecca, as you're looking at the makeup artist, you see the makeup artist with kind of like your back turned to these uh, three now very realistic looking monsters. And when you kind of like glance back at Cece, you see not just her as a vampire, but you see you're suddenly in a castle and there's like lights and there's a coffin behind the vampire and this vampire is approaching you, moving towards you. Uh, and Cece, you have no sense of this being you. Rebecca, you're just experiencing that you are suddenly a vampire is approaching. Uh, hey, Cece. Uh, man, that is some uh, some set design there too. Uh, uh, hey, you're, uh, could you could you back up a little bit? I I I, I don't want. To, to breathe the same air as you I, 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 it's a, I have a condition um, my vocal cords, I'm on vocal rest actually right now and you kind of like as you like back away from this vampire you turn a little bit and kind of angle your body so that and, and suddenly you are not in that vampire's castle anymore but you're facing where Drag's chair was and uh, there is a spaceship in front of you like a big, like classic UFO, 1950s kind of like spaceship. And it's beaming down a light. And this like hideous alien creature with like tentacles coming out of it is looking at you. It has sharp teeth and three eyes and it is stalking towards you. And there's like burning buildings and like a war scene going on. Oh. And you're suddenly there. Okay. And at the mirror, the makeup artist is just like, don't forget the finishing touches. You hear that and you like turn around, look over your shoulder and you're like looking at the makeup artist again. I, uh, I'm officially rated out right now. You got this, honey. You can do this. Uh, I mean, you've been trained, uh, right? You went through the, you went to the industry training. Uh, I had sixth period makeup with Mr. Truba. <laughs> mm, I don't know him. Maybe he's from New York. Um, mm. But you know what? I... At that moment, you like hear a howling from your right and you like involuntarily like glance at it. And at, when you glance that way, you're in a forest and you can see through like a classic clearing up above you. You can see the full moon. Something kind of like uh, skitters from like one wall, one tree to another uh, right next to you. I am going to like as if I was drawing a weapon pull out my setting powder and my brush from my makeup kit <laughs> and like dab it as if I'm loading a pistol like into the powder and then I'm holding it out like ready <laughs> so so you do that and uh, a werewolf leaps out snarling and growling at you and it like stops for a second. It looks at that like brush you're holding out and kind of like stops and looks at it. It like flinches for a minute and like sniffs it a little bit. I'm going to dab uh, some setting powder so that uh, any liquid makeup that may have been used on the werewolf uh, does not run or uh, weep. It's an important <laughs> part of the process. Uh, what is your intention with that action? <laughs> Find a roll. Because I take direction and my lead makeup artist just told me that I need to add the finishing touches, which if you know anything about makeup design, you know that the last thing you do is you apply your setting powder. So I came here to do a job and I'm going to freaking do it. Pick a skill for that. Am I not playing your game right, Zach? All right. Roll <laughs> persuasion. 
Okay. Oh, well, that is not great. That's a three. Mm, it does not like that. that ones. It does not like that. It roars and it like slashes with its claw and it knocks that makeup equipment out of your hand. Oh, no. Oh, honey, uh, maybe you should use my brush. Yeah, try this one. I'm going to turn towards the makeup artist. You turn towards her and you're you're in the makeup room again and she's holding out her brush. Yeah, I, I, I mean... It looks like you're scared. I mean, I know my work is good, but I mean, you don't need to go that far. Here, hey, if it bothers you so much, just take it off. You know how to take it off, right? Well, I guess we'll use acetone rather than, you know, a nice micellar water or oil-based <laughs> remover. Yeah, use my brush. Okay, I'll take the brush. And the acetone, even though just for the record, that it's terrible for your skin. Well, you know what? It's the fifties. I don't know if they had. I don't know if they had gentle oils in on the, in the movie industry in the fifties. Yeah. That's all right. After you're done with this, we'll all smoke some lucky. <laughs> it's totally safe. You have this big brush, and you have this acetone. You kind of take a deep breath before uh, deciding which way to turn. I'm gonna turn back to the wolf. I'm gonna finish what I started. You do. And when you turn that way, you're back in the forest and you don't see the wolf again. It's back in the forest. And you hear from a distance another howl. Bro! Using <laughs> my uh, my powers of observing and repeating as a performer, I am going to attempt to repeat that howl back to it. Nice. Ow! Is that you, dog? And it leaps out at you. And it begins stalking towards you. Before it has a chance to, like, size me up again, I'm going to pounce on it and attempt to hit it with that acetone on the face and the brush. Although you wouldn't really use a brush to remove makeup, but I digress. As soon as it's splashed with this acetone, it starts to bubble as if, like, hit with acid. It starts to, like, bubble and sizzle. It looks terrible for its skin as the wolfiness <laughs> burns away. And very quickly, it's just Brayden sitting there in his chair, looking back at you like, what? What's wrong, Becca? I guess acetone works. And as Brayden, you look past her, you look towards like where Cece should be. And suddenly you see that you are in the, the vampire castle. Whoa, uh, uh, Rebecca, uh, this this way, look. You turn around and now, and you're back where this vampire is stalking towards you. Gazing intently, fangs glistening in the candlelight. I'm gonna do the same thing! I'm gonna lunge at it and acetone her face. Splashing, burn, sizzle, okay. and Cece is back, sitting I'm in really her chair. I'm really sorry if you experience any dryness in your face and if you break out. Oh, um, okay. That was weird. All right, that's one left, and I'm gonna turn towards uh, drag as an alien. Hey, take me to your leader, man. <laughs> there you are, all in this burning alien invasion apocalypse with this alien, this slimy, sludgy, three-eyed alien stalking towards you. Ugh. Acetone it up, baby! So you spritz this thing with acetone, and it, too, dissolves into drag. And you're all there, back in the makeup room uh, with this with this makeup artist, the three of you. Oh, man, why'd you take all my cool alien makeup off? I like that. Sorry. It was, like, super weird. Uh, she did a good job. 
So the makeup artist suddenly looks extremely relieved. <sighs> oh, listen, it looks like my break time, dearie. So thanks so much for taking over for me. Remember, you need all four to finish the job. As you look at this woman speaking to you, she starts to just like fade away, disappear and fade out. And actually like as she just starts to fade out, she like kind of turns into almost looks like the dust from makeup powder. And that dust just sort of like spreads out across the room. Whoa. Yeah, did that just happen? She's on us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gross. That is kind of weird, huh? I breathed her in. It's not that bad. Okay, let's get out of here. Back to the hallways. Oh, God. This is a really nice makeup brush. I mean, I think this is actual, like, raccoon fur. They don't make them like this anymore. It's all synthetic. It's badger. Or badger. (laughs) It's badger. (laughs) (laughs) So as all of you turn back to Rebecca as she says that, like, you all kind of notice that Rebecca herself looks... Uh, a little bit hazy, uh, slightly like the makeup artist started to look just as as she started to disappear. Uh, Rebecca, man, are you like okay? I think my blood sugar might be a little bit low, but I'm doing okay. Does anyone have like a cracker? No, it's fine. I've I've got I've got a snack in my bag. I'll pull out a power bar. Maybe you should do that soon. So as you kind of like reach for your bag, Rebecca, your hand like goes right through it. That's new. And so you kind of like look at your hand and start to like examine this and realize you have no substance. You're just like an image. Hello, Knights of the World Table and happy Halloween. Super proud of this episode. It was a lot of fun. Thanks to all the players, Alex, Jen, Matt, and Jeff. Thanks to Chris for co-DMing and making it happen and also adding a lot of uh, the music and effects that add so much to it. Um, And thank you to Tad Stones, my dad, who I went to. So Tad was a guest on the Demon's Spine one-shot that we just released playing Eric Dark Harbor. I don't know if we ever quite bragged about who he is besides my awesome dad. So he worked for Disney for 20 or 30 years, during which time he created shows like Chippendale's Rescue Rangers and Darkwing Duck and a bunch of other stuff and uh, went on to also create some of the the animated Hellboy movies that are out there and a bunch of other projects. He's a guy who makes a lot of awesome stories and actually thanking him for this particular episode because we decided we wanted to do a Halloween episode and I was going to run it and I was like, I don't really have time to do this. So I was like, hey, I know a guy who's super creative and has a lot of great spooky story ideas and is home and bored and in quarantine right now. So I called up my dad and asked him for ideas and he just like threw us an avalanche of awesome scary scenarios that we kind of like messed with and worked on and cut down and forged into kind of an RPG format. And that's what we have to share with you in this awesome two-part Halloween episode. So again, thank you so much to my dad. Uh, If you, you can follow him on social media. He's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and stuff. He's been going around to conventions when they happened and uh, talking to fans. And he does original art of Darkwing and, and Chippendale and other stuff that you can get from him. He just did a charity auction online. So check him out, Tad Stones, at Tad Stones, wherever. 
So thank you so much, Dad, for helping us out and contributing and being a parent and my, a grandparent and for contributing so many awesome stories to the world. Also, in this episode, we uh, changed up the format a little bit and kind of cut down all of the stuff that's usually in D&D to just create some very simple rules. And if you really, really like that format, there's a lot of similar games like that out there. And actually, in the announcement section of part two, I will go through a, a couple of games that you might want to check out if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, this is a two-part episode, but we wanted to get it all out before Halloween, so part two will be out probably Thursday. Uh, it'll definitely come out before Halloween, so stay tuned for that. Other things to follow is check out uh, the other podcasts in the Geekly Grind Network, Comic Book Keepers, and Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Check those out. Also, um, it is uh, time to vote, so please vote if you're in the united states i mean if you're in any democracy you know go ahead and vote but particularly right now if you're in the united states make sure we you know maintain a democracy here get that done even before you listen to the rest of this episode figure out how to vote where you need to vote how to make sure your vote is counted and let's make this happen thank you so much back to the episode remember take care of yourself take care of each other and make life an adventure Your hands go right through anything. And if they try to touch you, their hands go through you. I am 100% trying to touch her if I see that. <laughs> hands through. Doesn't work. Seems very inappropriate. With consent. Whoa. What? What? Was... This is, um, I'm, I'm starting to panic. I'm, I'm having a problem with this. This is, um. No, man, don't panic. <laughs> you can walk through the door now and open it up. I'm never going to be able to photograph like this. Think about all the money they'll save on special effects if you're in a movie. As you, Rebecca, as you uh, imagine being photographed, you suddenly and immediately change into like the outfit that you would ideally, the outfit and the perfect makeup and everything that you would ideally be wearing for a photo shoot. And you're still like unsubstantial. You still don't have substance, but all of a sudden you look exactly like that. <laughs> That's the sound of it. It's it's a very uh, old Hollywood glam, FYI. Whoa, you changed. When'd you do that? I wow. just thought about getting my picture taken, but I'm still translucent. Yeah, we can I'm see like light through you. I'm scared. Braden uh, takes his camera, his picture out, and uh, it takes a picture of her. I'm gonna after he does that. I'm gonna sit down and like pull my knees into my chest and wrap my hands around my knees, like and kind of just rock back and forth. Does she show up on the picture? Yes. I'll show it to her. I'll be like, see, look, you're you're still like existing. I'm going to hold up my hand between his face and mine and say, this is not existing. I shouldn't be able to see you. Um, when you say that, he disappears. Whoa. Brayden? Oh, my God. Brayden, you're still there and you don't have any sense of yourself being invisible. Yeah. What? Uh, Like, where are you? What do you mean? I'm right here. No, you're not. You're you're like. Invisible. What? You're like, we can't see you, man. Can you see you? Well, look, how many fingers am I holding up? None. That's not helpful. I want to try something. Wait, do I have a concussion? <laughs> I want to see Brayden. And he pops right back out. Oh. I think I'm a god. <laughs> or, I don't know, maybe... When you helped out that makeup artist, maybe she gave you some of her powers. 
well, how about I want to find the exit? Over the door to the makeup room, a little like exit sign like lights up. I want to be opaque. You do become not see-through, but not, but you're still like just like an image. Hey, Bex, man, can you like, can you give me a sandwich? Like a big sandwich with like lots of meats on it and some veggies and like a nice like garlic bread as the bread. You're disgusting. I'm hungry, man. We were supposed to have food at the party and we're stuck in she a house. She said something about you need all four. There's four rooms. We went into one. Let's go to another. Oh, brother. With some food would be cool, though. All right, let's go to the next room. Let's go through the exit door. Uh, Rebecca, you try like experimentally about the sandwich and you find that like you can summon a sandwich and it pops up, but it's just the image of it. When he tries to eat it, like it's just as insubstantial as you. Oh, man. And he can't really move it. It's just the image of a sandwich. Now I'm even hungrier. (laughs) All right, let's keep moving. Good idea. Thanks for trying. Mm. So we exit. It doesn't seem like they're going to let us separate or whoever they are. So, like, let's let's just all go in the next door together. When you walk out of that door, like, you you come out of the two separate doors. Oh. <laughs> hey, guys, come down here. But uh, specifically the door that Rebecca walked through, that stays open and you can see the makeup room through it. The other one closes behind oh, you. Oh, I want to check the latches. Uh, you drag, look at the latches and they are still locked. Oh. I guess that didn't work. But Rebecca, as you kind of like walk over to it or kind of like notice him doing that, you kind of like feel a connection to the top latch. Uh, I'm going to take my little brush and see if I can just tap it onto that top latch. Tap that latch. See if it does anything. Um, Yeah. What you do actually as you brush it is you like, as you're doing that, you're imagining that latch being open and then it is like it pops open and it's, it's undone. I did it. And you kind of consider like, oh, maybe I just made an illusion of that and check if it's real. And maybe you did, but it is also really open. Dope. I did it. (laughs) I'm done. Peace out. (laughs) I want to go snacks. I mean, let's be honest. If we're looking at this, if we're looking at this through the lens of a story structure, there's four of us, there's four latches and there's four doors. So let's just get through this so we can get on with our night. All right. On to door number two. Yeah. So you see, you notice this cat again. This cat is out there. Um, it's kind of like sitting on the railing looking at you. And it kind of like hops down and goes back and kind of like claws at the door, the door that Cece and Drag had gone into, but turned into the makeup room. It kind of like claws. It. Right, let's go in the one that the cat wants us to go in. Hey, cat, is that the door we should go in, man? It licks its paw. <laughs> That's a yes and cat. Okay. Uses it well, to like brush its hair. It brush its ear back. Aw, little cat bat. Cute cat. Let's go in. We go to there. All right. So you open that door, and inside it appears to be a very large, grand bathroom, and it's fully tiled, and it has old copper pipes running uh, up into the ceiling. Some of them look kind of steamy. There, there's a big ornate, so that like the whole floor is not covered in like cold tile. There's kind of like an ornate rug laid out in the middle of the floor. There's a sink with a big mirror rising up from it. And most prominently, there is a large claw-footed bathtub in kind of like the opposite wall center of this room. And in that bathtub is the creature from the first clip that you watched 
it's not the stuntman. It is the like merman looking creature from the Black Lagoon kind of guy sitting in this bathtub. Uh, hey, hey, dude. I don't think he wants us to be in here right now. Well, I mean, yeah, most people like to bathe in private, but maybe he doesn't want to do that. Okay. You know what? Maybe we could try and remove his makeup. Well, let's like talk to him first, man. Hey, hey. <laughs> Are you sleeping, man? Hello? And I'll, like, a drag, like, waves his hand in front of the creature's face. Um, as you get kind of close, you also notice there's bubbles rising up from the tub. Um, it looks like maybe he's in a bubble bath, but specifically some of these bubbles, not, like, in the tub, but, like, rising up into the air. Ew. Um, so there's just That's a few bubbles. Ew. That's double worse, yeah. Is, is there water in the tub that he is sitting in? Yes. It okay. is a full bathtub. And there's like kind of like some bubble bath suds in there, but there's also these great big uh, 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 bubbles, kind of like unnaturally large, and they kind of look like they don't. They look like they're like water, like water is inside them, oddly. Like it's like more like a globe of water that's kind of like rising up and drifting around, as if it were an air bubble. Um, Cece takes her fork and like kind of pokes hmm. one of them. Uh, so as one drifts towards you, you take out that fork and you poke it and it bursts into a splash of water that is like way too big for the amount of water that could have been in this bubble. Um, it like splashes all of like somebody threw a water balloon at you. It like splashes all over you, just unnaturally large and onto the floor. Oh, my God. Is it just me, man? Or did like that not fit into the real world physics that we all know no it didn't judging by the volume that was in the bubble it should have splashed <laughs> me this much this is super unhygienic and it's like uncomfortably warm bath water that you got hit with <laughs> alright Rebecca kill it with the makeup brush I'm not touching that there's more of these bubbles kind of like drifting around and uh, one of them splashes against uh, Brayden and also like it like blows up the same way, just like water everywhere. And um, and and uh, as that's happening, like another one like splashes against a pipe and breaks and like that splashes out a bunch of water and another one hits drag and another one like bounces against the mirror and it spills a lot of water and it's enough that like you're starting to be like standing in a little bit of water and then the bathtub starts overflowing and starts pouring out onto the ground and filling that up quickly and then the sink starts overflowing and then the uh, the toilet off to the side starts overflowing and you're getting uh, very, very wet Ew. very, very quickly. The water is rising pretty quickly. But since nothing can touch me, I'm not wet. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the water, the water is like filling your space <laughs> and filling up as it rises. I don't know if this is better or worse. Okay, everybody <sighs> remain calm. If it gets filling up any higher, we don't want to lose our energy in case we get into a drowning situation, all right? Oh, yeah, that's smart, man. You have to be careful. Was that the what? creature? That was the creature. Well, hey, man, what do we have to be careful about? Look around. Can you describe the room again? Roll perception if you want to look around. Six. 
Drag, you look around and you see like all of these ornate fixtures filling up with water very quickly. That's 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 pretty much occupying your attention as like the water is now up to like your your belly button ish. It's like pretty it's like over the top edge of the tub now. Like this room is like, you know, you're definitely going to be like overtaken with water. Listen, uh listen, I I I am a merman, so it's not gonna bother me as much, but uh <clears throat> Y'all, y'all are gonna drown. Well, if y'all don't do well, something. can you help us? Yeah. Where's the water shutoff valve, man? Uh, there isn't one. You're just. I hope you could breathe underwater. No. Uh, and this water is pretty violent. It's like sloshing around pretty violently. Like you're having trouble. Not Rebecca, because it doesn't move her at all. But you're getting like knocked around by this water. It's all also almost like waves, and it's also like pretty hot water. Not like scalding hot, but it's like you're in the bath. Um, and you kind of like turn around and look at the door and there's also water pouring in the door. There's water tur- pouring in under in, in the seams of the door and, and it's already up to like your like chest. Mister, I'm really sorry I that mean, we invaded your space, but we have lungs, not gills, and we're going to get in a very bad situation very fast if this water does not stop rising. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, if this was a stunt, I mean, I, I would definitely have team. I would have all my equipment, maybe... Maybe you could find my equipment. I just don't have the energy to get it right now. Let's search for his equipment. Yeah. So the water is now up over your head. Again, Rebecca, not really bothering you, uh, but everyone else is getting like violently sloshed around and you're having to like tread water to even like get breath. And it's about uh, three feet from the ceiling of this room, still rising pretty quickly. Rebecca, man, look around for some stuff. We're. (laughs) I'm looking, God. Uh, Rebecca, roll perception. Can I try and maybe turn one of them into having gills with my brush? Uh, you can do that, and they look like they have gills, and uh, it's gross, but they're not able to breathe. <laughs> okay, <them. laughs> that didn't work. Never mind. That's a seven for perception. <laughs> uh, being the only one who's not like having to like slosh around and stuff, you find that you can actually like let the water cover over your head, and. Uh, you're able to breathe fine. Well, you don't really know if you're breathing, but it doesn't bother you, oddly. And uh, you look around, and you just know you notice a little something that's behind the that's it's it's behind the bathtub. I want to go to it and look at it more. <laughs> so uh, you walk over there quickly as the rest of them are like kicking and struggling and trying to gasp for air. You kind of casually <laughs> stroll over there, and it it looks like. Uh, a very old timey like like scuba helmet. It's not a scuba helmet, but it's like a fishbowl style helmet with some hoses that attach to a tank that looks like it has some uh, back straps. Uh, there's a helmet and a tank, and I think it'll help. And who's closest to me? Uh, Bray. Let me roll for that. <laughs> Brayden, you're closest. Okay, I'm gonna oh, like she is. shove it on his head. Whoa, whoa! So you try to do that, and your hand goes right through it. <laughs> Brayden, it's there's a scuba helmet over here. Just come grab it. I can't touch it. I, I can't lift anything. This is so stupid. Oh, okay, BRB guys, and I'm gonna dive down. Hurry, hurry. Yeah. Sure. Roll survival, Brayden. Actually, you can roll athletics. Oh, thank goodness. That is gonna be a 14. Dang, you definitely a scuba swim. <laughs> Yep. Swim. <laughs> What's a good swimming word? You're an experienced <laughs> swimmer. <laughs> you dive down there and you grab it. And uh, assuming you want to, you're able to 
slip your arms through it real quickly and pull the helmet over your head. Yeah, yeah, just like that. Get get your shoulder through there, and uh, and yeah, okay. And then you're gonna put that over okay, your head there. Okay. Tighten okay. those straps. You kind of like buckle okay. them down. I got and I put it on your I head. Got web fingers. I oh, can't help okay. you with this. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna guide you yeah, along the way it, there. I okay. Turn it on. Oh, Do I turn this on? Get the pressure okay. valve. Yeah, you kind of like there's a valve that there that you twist, and uh, you, you find know. that you can breathe. <sighs> You find that you can breathe, and also, like, you're suddenly, like, stabilized in the water. You can kind of, like, oh, move Is there around. another tank, uh, another apparatus somewhere? Nope, just that. Brain it. Okay. Uh, Drag and CC are still struggling, and the room is about full of water now. There's maybe a few little pockets, but uh, they're, they're, they're in a lot of trouble. Well, good job there, buddy. Uh, uh, I think uh, uh, you got to look, you got to see if you could uh, get all the water out now. Oh, is there a, uh, oh, and he's going to reach in and he's going to pull the stopper out of the tub that the guy is in. <laughs> yeah, you do that. You pull that stopper out of there and like a whirlpool starts to form and it forms and, and it gets like abnormally large as much as like those bubbles spilled way too much water. This drain starts sucking in water much faster than it should. And the whole room and all the water starts to spin around it. Hey, Cece, man, if we're going to die here, I just want to let you know. And then right as that happens, the whirlpool happens. Rebecca, you're not affected. It just moves through you. It is a super weird sensation. Brayden, you're pretty able to just brace yourself suddenly and not really move by it. But Cece and Drag, you just start like spinning around this whole room and you're like banging against things. Uh, Drag, you hit your head on a pipe. Uh, but you seem to be okay. And like the whole room starts to like drain until your feet are on the ground again and the water is still draining out. Oh my God. Are everyone's vital organs okay? I hit my head, so yeah. I don't think I have any anymore. So this water is still draining and spinning away. You have to kind of like brace against it and grab onto things for it to not like knock you over. And the the merman looks similarly... Actually, two things look similarly relieved and like the very realistic <laughs> costume suddenly <laughs> seems much more like a, a costume. And he actually like, but he like reaches, he takes his head off and Ugh. underneath that is the stuntman. Ugh, it's me, Kirk Maple. <laughs> uh, oh, thank you so much. Thank you. You guys did it. Hey, you guys got to remember, Hinkle is not, he's not what he seems. What is he? Oh, and then with the last of the water, he starts spinning and gets pulled down the drain. Uh, well, okay, man. So gross. So there you are in this restored bathroom, which doesn't even seem to be wet suddenly. Are, are we soaking wet? Uh, yes, you are. Oh, man. Brayden, you're still wearing this thing and you realize that the valve that turned it didn't actually like fill the helmet with air the helmet is filled with water yeah. and you're still wearing it and you're breathing it Braden, are you okay yeah I, I mean the luckily i was wearing this helmet so i could yeah it was uh, great air. you had the helmet and we just got knocked around by Do everything we, can we see that it's not air but it's water like is that obvious looking into the fishbowl yeah Actually, it looks a lot like those bubbles. Like, it looks like the same kind of, like, mm, pretty sure that whole bu bubble thing on his head is filled with water. Hey, man. Well, guess I don't need this anymore, and he'll take it off. So, yeah, you do that. You take the helmet off, and water splashes out, 
and you find you can't breathe. Put the helmet back on, man. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, put the helmet on. Yeah, you does it put fill it back on. up with water. It does. You put it on, oh. and water kind of pours out of the hoses and fills out, and you're able to breathe again. Oh. Oh. Hey, uh, uh, okay. Wow, this is and weird. Maybe we shouldn't go in those last two rooms. Every time we go in a room, one of the someone gets messed up, and there's only the two of us left. Yeah, but we have to. I mean, we can't just leave them like that. All right. Yeah, you can't just leave me like this. Yeah, be like us. We're cool. Come on, give in to the peer pressure of everybody changing to something else. <laughs> Brayden, why don't you go check out the locks on the door? Oh, good idea. And I'll head out. Brayden, as you kind of like walk forward, all the water that spilled out of the helmet the first time is like on the ground in front of you. And like as you like step that way, all that water moves out of the way. Huh. And it like not just moves out of the way, but it kind of like rises up and floats there for a second oh okay uh, are you like aquaman hmm. now <laughs> aquaman i don't even like the color what? blue no man like from <laughs> the dc never mind <laughs> and as brayden as you kind of like look at this you realize like you can move that water those like water droplets you can like move them around with not Ooh. with touching them but like they move where that you want them to move guys i'm like a water bender like mario and luigi nah, dude <laughs> oh, come on man. wow <laughs> He's hydrokinetic. Wow. I've only read about that. Yeah, man. It's it's a common superpower, but like I, in real life, that doesn't even make sense. Well, I mean, look at all that's happening. I think we have to suspend some of our real life knowledge and give into the fact that things here really might be weird. You're right. Hey, I have an idea. Like, Braden, man, what if you make the form of an object like... Let's say a sandwich. <laughs> Out of yeah. water? Like and then water sandwich? Rebecca, man, okay. you make that look <laughs> like a sandwich. I just want to see if this does what I think it's going to do. All right, Braden, I'll get the uh, a long piece of water to make it sub-sandwich shaped. So you kind of like raise up the droplets and just like thinking in terms of collecting the water uh, like water actually gets pulled in from a couple of places one is like your power like squeegees off cc and drag and pulls the water off of them and it kind of like coalesces in this collection of water but also some of the water from your helmet pulls down out and like provides the rest that you need to create this like perfect water sandwich shaped uh floating glob of water that's All right, cool. Rebecca, do your thing. Uh, what is my thing? Like, Make it look like a sandwich. Yeah. Fine. I'll. I just like. I flick at it, and it looks like a sandwich. Ooh, I'm gonna try to eat it. And you take a bite of water. Oh man, this is more bath water. This is well, gross. It, this place sucks. What did you think was gonna happen? I thought maybe when like the form and like the image were combined that maybe they, there would be some sort of synergistic properties that like made an actual thing happen out of their their newfound powers man we don't know how this works i'm just forming hypotheses and well, maybe in the next room we'll get you that sandwich track what is there going to be a salami monster in there i hope not oh, i'll be awesome <laughs> <laughs> But I think I think Rebecca was right. Let's go. Let's go have uh, Braden check out like the uh, the locks. Good idea. All right. Let's go look at those locks. So you walk out of that door and on the staircase, there is 
that man that you saw before, that man, presumably August Hinkle, is standing there and he says, Oh, welcome. I see you've made many discoveries in Hinkle's haunted house. <laughs> Mr. Hinkle? Yes, child? I take care of your wife. Ah, dear creature, I love her dearly, but you have two doors left, it would appear. Hey, man, I'm a big fan of the show. Like, I used to watch it all the time. Like, any advice? Like, maybe you can help us out? Or, like, can we get a selfie? Or, like, you want to come with us? Or just let us out? Yeah, that. I don't know what a selfie is, but you must acquire the magic objects. All right, thanks, man. Which door should we go in now? Take your pick. And he fades away and disappears. I really don't like this place. I don't either. (laughs) Mrs. Hinkle made him seem so nice. He doesn't seem very nice now. Do any of the locks open to Brayden's presence? Brayden, you want to try something with... uh... You definitely feel kind of like a weird attachment to like the second lock down there, second latch. I will grab that second latch and move it. Uh, nothing happens when you grab it and move it. I will splash water on it. <laughs> <laughs> so when you think about doing that, some more water out of your helmet gets like pulled out, splashes against it, kind of like takes the form of that lock in water form. And when it does that, that one with a splash also unlatches. Woo! Two down, two to go. Do we see the cat anywhere? Upon looking around for the cat, you do see the cat uh, down on the uh, at the right hallway, just kind of like sitting there casually, grooming. Follow that cat. There's one door that we haven't gone into in that hallway, right? Yeah. So the two end doors, so one on either side, have not been. Let's go through the next door. All right, sounds good. Let's go to where the cat is. He seems to be leading the way. Or she, I don't want to misgender the cat, man. So you head down there and uh, drag you open that door. And you look into what looks like a library, a grand library with, you know, one of those huge libraries that has a bunch of nice books aligned all along the wall. And then there's like a little railing on like a second level. And there's like a rolly ladder you can roll along if you want to climb up and get books on the second level. Awesome. And there's a nice carpet and there's some candles and there is one big uh, desk in the middle of the room. And that desk has uh, one old leather bound book and it also has a uh, like a glass dome covering it looks like that like leather pouch that you saw Inkle use in the clip. Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> There's so many books. Yeah, this is like this is like my favorite room so far. I mean like we know what's coming, right? We're gonna have to deal with those fairies, right? That's that's what this room is and it's gonna be terrible and awful and Well maybe not <laughs> but they didn't seem that bad in the clip. Maybe this time <laughs> It'll be a little easier. I mean, at least we don't have water up to our necks. Well, it seemed to me like the the f- fairies were like attacking Hinkle, right? So maybe we should have some. Maybe we should check out the books before we open the fairy pouch. See if there's something that tells us how to handle fairies. I think we can handle a few little fairies. You seem very optimistic given our current circumstances. <laughs> well, I have to be. I was always taught to take care of myself. 
And just to keep going, no matter what happens. But remember that Girl Scout motto, be prepared. Let's go prepare ourselves by checking out the books. You're right. I forgot the Girl Scout way. <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually know what it is. I just know it's not be prepared. I was, I was definitely not ever a Girl Scout as well. So. <laughs> Cece's going to look at this leather-bound book. You walk up to this wooden desk and uh, look at this small uh, leather-bound book. And it is, the cover says, Peter and Wendy by J.M. Barry. And it, it looks to be a very old copy. I don't know. With all this moisture on my hands, I could ruin the integrity of the book. But <laughs> I have to make the sacrifice. So she opens it up. Roll for history. 11. Dang. Oh, you know all about J.M. Barry and Peter and Wendy and the whole, like, development of Peter Pan. And you know that... Um, Peter and Wendy was originally a play that J.M. Barry wrote in like 1907-ish. You're not sure exactly the year. Um, then eventually it became a book. Um, the original version of that became Peter Pan was like not at all like the Disney version. It's kind of dark, kind of spooky. There's a lot of nuances to what's going on. Is it more racist than the <laughs> movie? Because... That would the be movie is pretty racist. Similarly racist. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, I believe. I was um, hoping it was not. Does it say anything in there about killing fairies or controlling them or like not having them bite you or whatever it was that happened to Hinkle? Mm -hmm. uh, from what I know about fairies is that they don't like to be disrespected. So we have to be careful. You know, the whole like Tinkerbell, do you believe in fairies kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, I was original, about to give that. As a theater person. I'm sorry, Rebecca, you know place too. If you want to roll history. Yeah, I... I history of theater. That. It's a three. Oh, Rebecca, you think you know about this play and you don't. So feel free to throw out some incorrect facts. All I remember is that I really like it when people clap. And there's a part in the play where you actually make the entire audience clap. Oh, yeah. Right. You have to believe in them or else they die oh cool we just not believe in fairies and they'll go away we shouldn't have to kill them let them out there was also this really bizarre like ballet section where hook uh dances around with peter pan dressed as a wood nymph <laughs> and it was like strangely erotic Cece, so you're pretty um, sure that is I, not in the i think that might be something is. that you imagined <laughs> I don't remember there being anything wrong. Me and Mary Martin are completely wrong on this. Whatever. Why would Peter Pan and Hook have an erotic moment? That's weird. I didn't write the play. While all this is going on, can Drag check out the nearest shelf and see if any titles grab his eye? Sure. You're cruising. You're looking at books. They're all pretty old. 1960s and earlier. 1950s oh, cool. and earlier. Is there a copy of Archibides? Is there a copy of what? <laughs> of the book that that he's dressed up as the earth abides yeah, yeah. you're looking for that love, uh it's, it's from like 53 or something like it's <laughs> the only book he doesn't have it looks like alphabetically it would be like on the other side from where you are as you kind of like stroll through looking at titles uh i'll probably stick around by the fairies then nothing nothing grabs you in more than a like way that you would normally be interested in books at a bookstore but is, does it just seem like normal titles or is it yeah okay like real books not some I don't yes. know, 
All right, cool. Not creepy magic books. Gotcha. It's a nice library, man. I think if we want anything to happen, we are going to have to open this pouch. All right. Well, how about this? How about I open it, and then you can clap or whatever you think needs to happen for the fairies. Okay, just everyone else, try not to look like you're being judgmental of them, okay? <laughs> I make no promises. You said it was like under a like a glass dome or something? Yeah, there's like a glass dome over it that you have to remove first. All right, I'm going to lift up the glass dome with one hand and, do and that. grab the satchel with the other, and then I'll put the dome back. So as soon as you grab the satchel, you lift up. In fact, you lift up kind of quick. Oh. And the because this is very surprising, you start to rise up towards the ceiling. You drop the glass dome, and that falls down on the ground, and it shatters. And you also drop the leather sack. And these little, tiny, light, quickly-moving fairies just stream out of this thing as, Drag, you are drifting up towards the ceiling. Hey, check out these ugly giants! You stink like old people! You don't even have a facial hair! (laughs) Bet you can't wield a sword!